0: around the Beltway and beyond. it's Tommy and Kelly made in DC on the real fun DC channel
1: and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcast. First of all, holy crap, I missed you. I'm really glad we're back at it.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I get to see your face, although I, I did I, I mean, it wasn't like we didn't talk for a month.:
1: That's very true. We kept in touch. We did a little podcasty here and there. We had some phone calls. It was great. I loved our conference call when I was on the beach and you were on the beach. That was my favorite conference call. <laughs> we should do those kind of calls all the time. <laughs>
0: okay. We'll mark it down for next summer.
1: Um, let's get started with uh, the Afghan refugees that are making their way into D.C. When we talked last week, one of the things you were kind of filling me on, on in on, because I, I admittedly had been sort of um, avoiding as much news as I could while I was gone. Um, obviously, I heard about everything going on in Afghanistan and the refugees coming in being staged at the Dallas Expo Center, but you were following it a little bit more closely than I was
0: yeah, I was just i first off i I didn't realize that so many were coming through uh, d c and coming through Dallas airport which is incredible because it's in our backyard and, and what can we do? Mm-hmm. Um, and the good news is that there are lots of organizations that are um, trying to get them what they need. If, and if you think about it, it's families coming through and they need everything from meals to some basic uh, utensils and cooking things, diapers for babies. I mean, sort of runs the gamut, sheets, towels, all those types of things. Um, and when I first reached out, I reached out to a Lutheran organization. their um, already had some um, uh, pieces in place where they've worked with refugees before. So they mm-hmm. kind of had like a blueprint to do it. However, they are completely overwhelmed with the response, which is incredible. Great, that's Of, awesome. of, of, of uh, volunteers and things that they need. Now, with this particular organization, I just signed up for everything. I'm like, I can bring food, I can drive, I can bring gift cards, I can or drop off sheets, I can do all the things. And they've been reaching out to me saying, hey, we have an immediate need, we need, you know, gift cards for grocery stores. Can you drop it off at this location? So that like that would be sort of the easiest thing to do. If you wanna just like help and get involved, they are sending out email alerts and they have it very organized of like, this is our need today. Oh, Can so you
1: um shout them out or put the link in the show notes? for sure, it's the Lutheran
0: social services um if you If you Google that and, and Afghan allies it will come right up. There's drop off locations um other like restaurants and organizations are um, serving as depots all around the d c area for um drop off of those items so it's it's pretty incredible that there are people just making it happen and getting uh, these refugees what they need. Because um, they, you know, they they're coming to this country with with very little.
1: What have you been asked to do so far? The grocery store stuff. The grocery
0: store was the most recent. I did do a drop off. Um, my daughter and I went to Target, and we just like we bought bedding and um, towels and sheets and some basic like cookware and utensils that, that those were on uh, their wish list. They do have an Amazon wish list up on their website as well. Um, I'm, I'm more tactile. I like to like. Cause I, it felt like when I was buying these sheets and the blankets, I just, you know, it, it just, it, it felt really good to be able to do that in person and in real life.
1: I was thinking the same thing. You have that experience of going to the place and picking it out and thinking about like, oh, wow, this kid might use this or this family might use this thing. Totally.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's just incredible cause it's happening here and it's just amazing that, um, you know, once again, we have just great people doing great things for these
1: refugees. That's really cool. Oh, I love it, Kel. You actually got me thinking about that because you were like, I want to help. What can we do? I know. And
0: it's always good when you hear like them respond, being like, thank you for your offering to help, but this is what we need. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, totally. We get that you want to help and get involved, but right now it is literally about um, some financial donations and, and very specific items.
1: Yes, I remember that from when we did um we did the school supplies uh for the hurricane victims in Houston at the schools. And same thing, like we had like the items that they asked for. And then someone would be like, what if we send desks? No, not desks, notebooks. Right, I told right, you notebooks. Right. It says notebooks on the website. No, <laughs> we need notebooks. But what if we send snacks? No, not snacks either. <laughs> notebooks. We need notebooks and crayons. Totally. But like people, are, it's interesting because people are trying to be helpful and you want to be like, no, thank you. But also do what we right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I'm sure you're like a dream volunteer yes. because you've been on the other side of it when we did that. Right. that drive for school supplies, you know, like in a very small comparison to like what this is, this is going on, but they're probably like, this lady gets it. We should give her more assignments. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't bake a pineapple square. Damn it. Just give us some books. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, uh, so I came in from Greece uh, on Saturday, came through customs at Dulles airport and normally like customs is pretty quick. You come in, you go, there's like the American passport side and there's the visitor side and there's like the cabin crew side for, like, airlines and it was taking forever like you got the people mover and even before you got down to the level where you start screening through if you've ever been to Dallas airport at customs it was packed up there and like no one really knew what was going on and then we got downstairs and we saw the delay that the ui like the visitor section was cordoned off and it was being used for afghan refugees who were coming in and who were who had just landed who were getting screened, getting rapid COVID tests and hitting that customs border where they get more questioning. Um, It was incredible to see. Like I didn't, I wasn't ready to see Afghan refugees. I didn't know that I'd be seeing Afghan refugees that day. And it was just, it was incredible. You saw like old people and families and kids and, you know, single young people who were by themselves and just babies like being held by their moms on the, the kids on the floor. Like it was just, it was incredible to see. And I felt so grateful to like the border patrol and to the service members who got them out and to the diplomats and the workers. And everybody who made it, who got them to this point. And I texted you, I was like, my heart sank when I saw them and you're like, you should be happy. And I was like, no, that's right. I I, I used the wrong heart term. <laughs> my heart's, my heart's whatever. It's the happy heart that's going on right now. Um, But it was, it was so wild to see them. And I was trying my best, like, not to stare, but if you make eye contact, like big smile under the mask. Like I was smizing mm-hmm. the best I could and I was like little wave trying to be like well, as welcoming as possible.
0: It must be so overwhelming. I can't even imagine, especially like in the terms that they were evacuated, right? Yeah. So intense. So, um, you know, it's going to be an interesting 24 hours, but like you can just only imagine arriving in a new country under those circumstances must be just extremely overwhelming.
1: Completely. And you saw some like some people had a little rolly bag and some people didn't have a rolly bag. Yeah. And so you imagine that the conditions people, even of like the refugees who are arriving, some people maybe were able to get their early and pack stuff and get it on a plane and others maybe just had their clothes. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was, it was wild. It was absolutely wild. And when you come through customs, and you finally get through there's like the voiceover person who's like, your bags are on the left. You're this is that. And when over the loudspeaker it was like, shh, welcome to the United States, it just was like, it just yeah. hits, it just hit completely. I've, I've been through that. I've been through that customs like a couple times and you hear that and you're like, yeah, cool, whatever. I'm home. But when you hear it in that scenario, it just hit completely different.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh I hope everyone makes it, makes it out and, and safely. Um, yes. The next couple of days are going to be
1: intense. And as you told me too over text, like be so happy for the people who are here. And I love that you're helping them any way you can. And when you get there, there was like this cordoned off like black, um, like pipe and drape area where they were being taken after they made it through customs. And that's where, of course, Jose Andres's world central kitchen was there. <laughs> and I like saw them and I was like, Oh, Hey, Oh, how, how's it going? And, um, it was just it was great to hear them being involved and helping out too hi this is sammy i'm checking in from dulles airport in virginia there are currently seven flights um either just landed or on the tarmac of people who are going to be coming through here um in the next few hours so what happens is families land um, they go through customs they get a rapid covid test um, and then they are in this kind of holding area behind me um, and that is where where we are set up um with fresh meals and they were just serving them up and they said that it was interesting they're like all the meals we're serving are halal as well mm-hmm. which i was like wow what do you even think about that little piece of it nice work
0: well i saw jose on on uh, instagram and i think he was in dc getting ready to leave to of course new orleans Mm-hmm. Um, ahead of the hurricane, knowing that there was going to be a need there. So, um, once again, you know, Superman bouncing from disaster zone to disaster zone, making um, people happy with their food.
1: I'm pretty sure this is going to be the week that we finally understand and we finally can pinpoint the fact that Jose Andres is actually a triplet. <laughs> At least. Because there's no way. There's just no way at that. And it, it's just the, the, like physically, logistically, or he has the invisible plane like Wonder Woman. That's the only <laughs> things I can think of that he gets. He's in all the places and all the things at all the times. He's just always there.
0: <laughs> it's like he has a magic whisk that like gets into the next spot. <laughs>
1: totally. Totally. And of course, we're keeping an eye on um, the Hurricane Ida situation that's happening. As we're recording this, it's daylight is coming up. In New Orleans, and they're saying that it's going to be a really tough, tough couple of days and, and weeks ahead for them. So we are aware of that, but just don't really know a lot of the details as we're recording this.
0: Yes, yes. Although we do know that
1: there are dogs coming up from New Orleans. Oh, there are hurricane dogs. That is happening as well.
0: Well, the good news it does look like the, the levees were able to do their jobs, unlike mm-hmm. 16 years ago. So yes. that's one less thing to worry
1: about. On to some happy news. This weekend, the 930 Club opens back up. How exciting is that?
0: I, it's amazing. And they're doing it so like 930 style, by the way. I mm-hmm. love that they're opening up with our local 90s cover band, White Ford Bronco. Um, but they did like <laughs> I saw this on Instagram. and I'm like, oh, you guys, there's a mystery uh, announcement on uh, September 9th of who's going to be performing there. Mm. and um, people are just speculating like crazy. The obvious, it, and then it has to be, right? It has to be the Foo Fighters.
1: Right. I mean, I don't know how it's not Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. I, I don't know how that just doesn't
0: happen. I mean, the, the long history with, with the mm-hmm. 930 Club, they, of course, opened up the anthem when it first opened a couple years ago. I mean, how do they not? Totally. And he's been so big on saving our stages and working with IMP that owns 930 Club to to make it happen. So we'll see.
1: Also, all the Foo fans are online. They're, like, they perform on the 5th, and then not again till the 15th. They can absolutely like, – they're, like, doing the tra- – how you kind of do when it comes to baseball draft season. You're, like, okay. I saw a plane, and I got a tail number, and then this other thing. So, like, there's also – there's other fandoms that do the same thing, and the Foo fans are speculating the exact same thing.
0: Very cool. Well, yeah. maybe he'll bring some of his famous friends because, you know, I've been watching that series that he did about um, – from uh what is it cradle to stage cradle to stage with, so with interviewing, yeah with interviewing other rock bands and their mom so maybe he'll bring some of his friends from that
1: also on the opening weekend is bent out of shape which is like an lgbtq dance party situation um i don't even know how to describe it there's projections and there's drag and there's dancing and there's djs and there's glitter and there's neon it's just it's a lot <laughs> of things that go on um and then trouble funk um which is a Uh, funk and go-go band that's been around since the 80s uh one of the like pioneers of the sound are going to be there as well um and then yeah the ninth i i i would be nervous if it's not the foo fighters at this point
0: right like so i feel like some people will be very disappointed
1: totally and i feel bad for like the band that's not the foo fighters who knows that they're performing on the ninth and they're like oh crap everyone's (laughs) gonna like right like if it's like hey we have oar well which is great In their own regard, but not the Foo Fighters.
0: But what if it's like Ed Sheeran or like Elton John or some like, or Taylor Swift or like, (laughs) right? There are some big names that would, I mean, you never know.
1: If Taylor Swift is playing the 930 Club for opening weekend, somebody lied to both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm saying she shouldn't play there, not that I'm saying the 930 Club doesn't deserve Taylor Swift or vice versa, but that's a, I feel like that's a weird one to get started with.
0: Who knows? We'll, we'll find out soon enough.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Also, um, happening next week, too, the National Children's Museum is grand re- reopening. So, uh, they've got the ribbon cutting. Um, our pal Heather Zimmerman is a, a big um, supporter. She's on the board of them. This is the children's museum that's built into the Ronald Reagan building and International Trade Center. And they opened, they re reopened, I think it was like March 12th, yeah. 2020. not great. And then (laughs) they'd re-close and they did a bunch of virtual programming and now they're re-re-reopening.
0: Oh, gosh. Fingers crossed.
1: Yes. Masks and all the things, but good for them because that was the thing that like was so much fanfare everyone was so excited about. And then... Well, you know the rest of the story.
0: It's interesting because, you know, there used to be a children's museum back when my kids were little. So I imagine that there's going to be this whole next generation that, like, used to go to the old one, and now they have kids, and they're going to be going to this one. So it's kind of exciting.
1: That's true. Right. Like Full circle. Your kids are not having kids yet, but, like, the kids who are older than your kids, when your kids were kids, they're not having probably kids. Yeah.
0: So I I love it. Good for D.C.
1: Think about kids. They keep making more of them. (laughs) Have you been tracking the gondola story? Always. Oh, my gosh. The Georgetown gondola, it it could actually be happening, right? Yeah,
0: the headline was a little bit of a clickbait because, you know, the Georgetown gondola, so this, of course, would be, like, this striking um, vision, if you can imagine a gondola going over the Potomac River into Roslyn or Arlington.
1: Like a ski lift.
0: Yes, Uh, because um, apparently the... The, is the bid, I think the bid purchased, the Georgetown bid purchased the um, old Exxon gas station that's like right at the foot of the key bridge next to the Exorcist stairs.
1: Yeah, the city did. The city bought it. Oh,
0: the city did. Okay. I thought there was something with the bid involved in that, that, whether
1: they contributed
0: or brokered the deal or whatever. But anyway, um, so now they're like, what are they going to use that for? Like it would be the perfect launch spot for the gondola, right? I mean, there's no other spot it could be in.
1: No, it has to be there. And if the Georgetown gondola happens, it will be like the Bodie McBoat face, like let's name the boat contest times a thousand. Because <laughs> it started out, I think it was like eight or 10 years. We were still on the radio. It was like eight or 10 years ago when it was just like, LOL, gondola in Georgetown. That's funny. But then it kept happening and it keeps, it keeps going. And so what was interesting in the Washingtonian article, former Congressman Tom Davis, Ted Leonsis, and the CEO of the JBG Smith company had an op-ed in the Washington Post saying that it would make sense to do, and they were urging the leaders to find a way to make it happen. So those guys, I think, could find the cash money to make a gondola happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, that w- wouldn't that be something? That would certainly <laughs> solve the problems of the Key Bridge traffic. I, yeah, I mean, I don't
1: know if like, are there? I've only ever seen gondolas used in like a ski situation. Like, are there? Are there commuter gondolas? Is that a thing that, that happens? Yeah. There well
0: I know there's I mean, yes, there are. There's one in um Niagara Falls that um you it's on the Canada side that you can go, it's a gondola that goes up um into like where the little town is. So if you're down by the falls and you want to get up, it's a oh, cool. it takes you it's a gondola that will take you up instead of like zigzagging on your way into the city.
1: Like a big old mountain escalator.
0: Yeah um yeah kind of kind
1: of like that
0: okay and i know there's got to be others but that's Mm -hmm. the one i know
1: of and obviously not saying anything anyone doesn't know georgetown doesn't have a metro stop so this could connect georgetown to the metro in arlington because the talk the hope is to have the arlington side be right at where the metro stop is
0: yeah well georgetown does have the circulator though that does take you to a metro
1: that's true so you gondola and you circulate and then
0: <laughs> you make it happen.
1: Because I feel like now that ship has sailed. We're not like digging a Georgetown no. <laughs> Metro stop. Like that's <laughs> and it's certainly not going above ground. See also the purple line. So there's no way that we're going to be, you know, yeah. underneath Peacock Cafe, like shoveling out a little Metro stop.
0: <laughs> that's very unlikely.
1: So I, I'm I'm for gondola. And you know what I love? ARL Now, the website. Um, the local Arlington news site. Um, I wasn't aware of this. I read the Washingtonian article about it. They have shirts that say gondola now <laughs> that you can order.
0: Something you would only understand if you, if you knew what the story was,
1: which that's amazing. I just want to just slow clap to the team at Arlington now for the <laughs> gondola now t-shirts. I wish I thought of it. Well done.
0: <laughs> um, all right. You want to talk a little baseball?
1: I do. Um, it's not been a great year for Nats fireworks. So now they're trying to make it happen.
0: Yeah. So, uh, the, yes. In a partnership with Budweiser, they have promised us fireworks. So the first one that was supposed to happen was of course on 4th of July, uh, when they played the Dodgers and a big, the old thunderstorm came in and delayed the game. And then it was too late to do the fireworks because you know, anything after midnight with the popping sound, you probably don't want that happening. Nope. Um, And then the next one was scheduled for when there was the um, shooting on South Capitol right outside the stadium. So third time. not a
1: great day for
0: fireworks. No. Third time is a charm. They're going to try to squeeze them in Labor Day weekend, September 4th. Uh, There's another one scheduled for September 17th. And then uh, the last uh, game series of the season on October 1st. So fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because we're running out of time. (laughs) Yes. Running out of season. Like October 1st is kind of lights out.
0: Oh, yeah. And we're playing the Red Sox, which they're probably headed to the playoffs. So, yes. Um, I I think we can safely say it's pretty pretty much lights out.
1: It's not going to be a playoff run this year.
0: (laughs) No, that's fine. You know, we're rebuilding,
1: right? How how many games are we out of the playoffs, Kelly? Do you know? Oh, Oh,
0: gosh. I haven't even looked. I mean, I think we're at least 12. At least 12. The last time I looked, which was... Uh, at least a week ago. So, it might yeah. be worse now.
1: <laughs> but now we're in a great position that happens it seems to happen every year. The teams that are way out of it always seem to cause trouble for the teams that are like neck and neck in it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's right? it like, been
0: fun. Like the like, Mets
1: yeah. is an example. Yes. Yeah, beating down there. I was like, "You lost to the Nats? Sure did. Eat it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. You got to work for it if you Try want. Right about to. your
1: record, jerk face. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your playoff run, you monsters. <laughs> Happy to trip you on the way <laughs>
0: for sure. For sure. So yeah, they are playing the Mets again this weekend, Labor Day. So that would be fun to mess with them
1: so over the last month. Have you been paying attention to the Nats? Like what? Cause I have not, I've been checked out. And actually uh, when I was at my parents' house in Southern Maryland yesterday, picking up my dogs, I almost went into their cedar chest to get my Dodgers jacket from when I was in elementary school. Trader. Yeah, they did. They <laughs> traded Max and they traded Trey. So that's why I'm still a little salty about it.
0: I, yes, of course. I've been watching the Nats games.
1: What yes. should I know? What are some what are some bullet points?
0: Um, there's a new catcher that's starting tonight. I don't have his name on the top of my head, but I, there's a lot of excitement um, to see him play. And I, I guess if you're a true baseball fan, what's been really fun is to see some of these younger players um, outside of Juan Soto. Like we all love Juan Soto, but some of these younger players get some time on the field and um, and hitting and seeing what they're capable of as as we kind of rebuild the team. And and there's some. some it's a chance. Just have these players move up from the minors, play on the big stage before they really need to do that when we go to the playoffs again, maybe not next year, but the following year.
1: Oh, good for them. Okay, cool. I (laughs) I appreciate this positivity.
0: Yeah. So that's been from loving baseball and getting to know players and what, what their personality is. It's been a lot of fun to see.
1: Also, think of how much money we're saving by not buying playoff tickets and merch this year.
0: Well, um, yeah, they did send me a little alert along with lots of other uh, season ticket holders, being like, you, "You could buy your postseason strip right now." And I'm like,
1: "Did they that? really?" Oh no. yeah, no, come <laughs> yes, on! Yes, yes, it that did. had to have come from MLB, not the Nats organization. <laughs> oh, no, it came from our sales No, rep. Yes. no, come on, come yes. on! Yes, In the room, folks. <laughs> yes. Who uh, who said push send on that? It had to have been scheduled. They had to have scheduled it earlier and forgot that like when companies oh. send out tweets at inappropriate times, it had to have been what happened. There's no way. It
0: was pretty funny. It was,
1: pre- <laughs> it was no, pretty funny. <laughs> yes. No, no, there's no way. <laughs> yes.
0: And there might be some season ticket holders that said, okay, sure. I don't know.
1: Wow. That is just, <laughs> find yourself someone who loves you as much as that fan who bought those tickets. <laughs> right. Who believes in you and no one else yeah, does. My goodness. Right. <laughs> wait you yeah. didn't buy them did you no no okay because no, no, no. we're on that together so i was like wait a minute <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> that's are gonna be like funny story about that <laughs> no
0: okay, i mean you good. do get a refund if they don't go but yes it is sort of blind faith
1: <laughs> oh my god all right well there we go <laughs> i'll appreciate that optimism that's really great also if you have not been paying attention to the paralympics you're a jerk face because the olympics happen and then the paralympics happen right after and the the competition and the excitement and the stories that come out of that are just awesome,
0: yes, and we do have some local angles. I mean there's lots of local Olympians that that are at the para Paralympics, but Jessica Long a lot of people know her because of that commercial that has aired for the last year or so. um It starts with a uh, mom gets a phone call that they say that they have a baby for her, but um the baby's really sick and probably going to have her legs amputated. That's
1: the same. Oh, yeah. wow. And then they yes. show this,
0: this little girl that grows up and becomes this Olympian swimmer. Because Jessica Long, who is from Baltimore, has won gold in every Paralympic since 2008. She is almost 30. And she got another gold medal over the weekend. She's incredible. She is so positive. She, I mean, was uh, born in Siberia and had this rare genetic disorder, this American family in Baltimore adopted her and she has loved the pool since she was like the littlest of little girls. Um, and uh, she's now just like killing it. I mean, she's, I think she's the second most decorated Paralympian in history and she still has a couple more races uh, this week happening.
1: That's awesome. I yeah. forgot about that commercial until you mentioned it. Was she like, is in the kitchen and the kitchen becomes water and on yeah. all of a sudden she's swimming. Yeah. I didn't ever put that together. That was the same person.
0: Yeah. And she used to, they, they have video of her. Uh, they did a whole feature on her on, on NBC that like when she she would take off her um, her legs and then go into the pool at like two and just like, was fearless. Um, wow. Without being able to use her legs to swim. I mean, it just, she's an incredible woman.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. An we'll incredible
0: family, too, to support her and, and, and her dreams. So she's, she's doing great.
1: Paralympics still happen. And check it out. For sure. So while we were um, sort of on our break for the last month, we've been putting some things on the internet and publishing some episodes of the podcast. But I have been, I don't know about you, but I like took this month to like do a little self-care, work on myself. I read a few books on tape. <laughs> I uh, unplugged a bit, mostly because you don't get a lot of international signal or they charge you for like everything you do. But I realized like 20 days into this situation, I hadn't watched a second of cable news in a month. And I feel so free. <laughs> I feel <laughs> great. <laughs> I would like check in online with like a reputable news source like NBC Washington. And then I would just be like, okay, cool. Got all my things I need to know. And we're moving on. Doesn't it feel good? Oh my gosh. It was amazing. It was amazing. I'm also not twitching when it's like "Boom, breaking news for everything that's actually not breaking. So, oh my gosh. I think you should try it if you're if you're stuck in like the cable news vortex, step out. Step away.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I did the same thing with Twitter. I just I I I'll return. I don't know when, but I just I I just it it, it stressed me out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, you know what? I don't have much to say right now. I'm just gonna take the month of August off.
1: You're not missing much. No. no. I was popping in on Twitter. And the other thing about Twitter is Twitter on like the trending things you can be like, I'm not interested in that horrible woman. And then Twitter's like, cool. And then it shows you it again. And I'm like, I told you I wasn't interested. But I think actually it's like a false trap door where Twitter's like, oh, you're not interested, are you? Yeah. Here's some more stuff to make you angry. Yeah. So I'm pretty upset with Twitter.
0: Um, I will say, though, I did use Twitter once and it was to get really amazing news. So I was watching because we've had some crazy storms here and I was watching the news which I don't do often, the local news just because it sometimes makes me crazy. Um and
1: sometimes makes you crazy. But,
0: uh, but I wanted to hear about the weather and I saw Lauren Ricketts um on NBC 4 and I was like, gosh, she looks pregnant. And I but I you know, she had a miscarriage a little over a year ago and I'm friends with her casually. But I didn't want to be like, "Hey, you look pregnant, right?" You don't do that. Definitely. And not. I went on to Twitter. I'm like, and then I saw that she had made a big announcement on on air that she is indeed pregnant, which is just so exciting. And I also learned, um, which was just great news to see on Twitter. But I also learned too that her her husband is in Kabul. Her husband is a Marine.
1: He's there now.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Holy crap. So this was I didn't what
0: that. what the internet served up to me. So she you know, so much joy and happiness. But I mean, it must be a crazy time in their
1: household as as well. Totally. So I did
0: learn that on Twitter. So that was Twitter does have some good news on the
1: internet. Look at that. Every once in a while, if you search your way to find it, (laughs) pull back all the layers of ghouls and goblins that are on the internet. But it did
0: suck me in though. Once when I was looking at Lauren and then it was like, serve me up something else. I'm like, no, step away.
1: (laughs) Right. It's like, here's something you might hate. Stop it. I don't want that. Leave your rage machine away. Leave me alone, Twitter. Yeah. Hopefully you could take a month away from something in your life that's driving you crazy. Hopefully that's not us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that would be great. We, we we are back. We're excited to talk about all things DC. um, And especially as we get into the fall, there's so many great things that are happening in our beautiful city.
1: Absolutely. So hit us up, subscribe. um, Please leave a review five star, even if you believe we don't deserve it. Have a great day.
0: (laughs) We'll see you next time.